Hello, everybody, and welcome back to an all-new episode of Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. of Mr. Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. We are back into it this week. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, You know, Mr. McConaughey is on my mind because my mom saw a picture of me recently uh, on the set of the film that I'm working on. My friend Moritz took a very flattering photo, I have to say. And my mom said, you look like Matthew McConaughey. And I don't. <clears throat> and it's ridiculous. And I think she's getting cataracts uh, because she's obviously blind. A mother's love does blind, they say. Uh, it's, you know, <laughs> so you look like Idris Elba. Like, I, I really don't. But I'll take it. I will happily accept that. So uh, I am now basically mm, the same as Matthew McConaughey. So... Where's my reconnaissance, you know? Where's my true detective? Where's my Dallas Buyers Club? Where's my Interstellar? I'm waiting. I'm ready. I'm ready when you guys are, okay? I'm ready. You call me. My number's out there. You you call me. I'm ready. Oh, man, what a wild couple of weeks it's been. Uh, apologies up front for the rerun last week. I, uh, to be fair, though, there were a couple people that reached out to me about the episode last week not knowing that it was a rerun. Uh, so sometimes it's okay. Sometimes it's okay, I think, that we have to do it. Uh, the reason was there's just no time. I'm very happy and grateful that there's a chance to make the podcast today. That's because I am not on the film set today. I had a really unexpected day off, which I'm happy to take because there's so much to do. Uh, None of those seconds will be wasted. But, um, yeah, that's why last week was... uh, why it was impossible to get something new out. And I felt really bad about it. You know, I planned on doing something in the evenings. You know, I don't really enjoy doing reruns. Um, I thought maybe I'll Tuesday evening or Wednesday evening I can try and do something. And then all of a sudden I woke up and it was Thursday morning. And I thought, oh no, the podcast is usually out like three hours ago. You know, so um, I had to very frantically Thursday morning throw something together and... So here we are. But now we make it work so we can move on. Guys, we have a a lot to talk about. Um, Obviously, I can't talk too much about this uh, movie that I'm working on. I think I'm, you know, I really can't go into too many details at all. Uh, But I can talk about what's sort of going on around um, everything that I'm balancing. And we can just call this chapter like the balance, the balance. And what I'm balancing here is... uh, Quite a lot of things um, leading up to March 26th. And then hopefully things calm down from there. And then I'm very curious what happens uh, in May when we get back. Let me just write this down. (laughs) So hard to talk and write. Um, Yeah, so... Hopefully things calm down when we go, when we leave for New Orleans uh, at the end of March. And then I'm, I'm really curious what happens in, in our lives in general when we're back in May. And I have some plans and I have some goals I want to talk to you guys about. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. So the balance. Um, right now, as probably all of the listeners of this show know, 
I'm working on a movie, and I'm very happy to be there. Each day is really different, and um, you know, 99.999% of the crew is super good people. Um, I'm making a lot of friends, actually. I feel like um, really welcomed and really a part of the team. Although my job is odd, and uh, it's really a gamble each day how much I will be needed, um, it's still like, I just love making movies, you know, this, this, there's this moment, you know, I, I'm a pretty sensitive person and I'm a pretty insecure person. And there's always a couple of moments, uh, in jobs like this, where there's a lot of waiting around where, um, if there's an opportunity, a small opportunity to do a part of my job description or to do something like it spontaneously, but I'm not chosen to do it, or I, it's faster or easier in the director's mind to grab someone closer by him to just throw them in there and do it instead of thinking of me or, or you know, me being or always standing around waiting for them to catch my eyeline or something. Uh, I hope this is making sense. Like, there's always a part where I feel like I could be used, but in those little, sometimes there's like an, a tiny little thing where they choose someone else or there's like a moment where it's just easier to not call on the walkie-talkies, oh, where's Jordan? Let's have him walk over. But they'll just be like, oh, I'll I'll do this line really quick and then we just move on. Um, and that's all fine and good. That's the way it's faster. It's, you know, time is money making movies. So, um, but I am an insecure person. So there's always a little mini second where that happens and my brain goes, oh man, oh man, you know, like they're going to realize they don't need me. Like this job isn't that uh, important and uh, they don't think I'm good enough to do it. You know, they they don't have the instinct to say, oh, we got to get Jordan in on this. He's going to do it the way we want it. It's more like we just need it done. Who's whoever, Whoever's around and they just grab some guy's collar and like, you, you go do it. And it's only happened a couple of times, but I'm so insecure that I sit there and I think to myself, oh man, they're going to, they're going to realize they don't need me. Like they don't, they don't need me. And, and, uh, and then I get super down, but then as soon as it started, it's over because all of that doubt and all of that stupidity is immediately followed with the concept of like, well, would you, would you want to be somewhere else? And the answer is no. I mean, even in these moments of, of waiting or when I think I could be of good use on camera or not, but I'm not used, sure, I'm a human and I'm, I'm a sensitive little baby boy and that's why I have a podcast to talk about my feelings. But there's always a moment where I think, oh, and to be fair, we've only I've only been on set six days, eight, eight if you count rehearsals, but... Um, you know, it hasn't been like months, you know, it's just, I, I'm just so excited that I feel ready every minute of the day. And then when there's an opportunity to jump in there and show them what I can do, but they maybe take someone else or they decide, oh, actually we don't need him, anyone at all. Um, that of course, a part of me is like, oh, I was really looking forward to that. But then again, like I'm, I, I don't want anyone to think I'm not grateful and I don't want anyone to think that that's how I feel all day. It's really just this minuscule th flash of like, oh, and then it's immediately followed by, well, would you want to be anywhere else? And the truth is no, no, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. I really love 
making movies. It is so magical and so exciting and so fun. And there's so much skill and dedication and respect going on around the whole set with between everybody. There's such a hierarchy. And I think I have to admit, I think Germans do this very well. Um, now there's plenty of issues to be said in general on the creative side of things in Germany. I, I of course know a few, uh, <laughs> I'm very close to a few writers and directors who, um, I think are extremely talented, hence the writer of this movie course. Um, but I, but, uh, what I mean is I'm trying, I'm losing track. I thought what I mean is like, yes, there are some issues on the creative side, but in terms of the production side in Germany, when you look at um, how staffing works, how the hierarchy works, um, the logistics of things, the not getting personal with things, uh, it's unbelievable. It's such a great machine to see that. Now, Americans, of course, do this well, too. And I wouldn't say that anybody does it better or worse, but um, they're very good at it. That's so cool to... Uh, that's what I, that's part of this thing of uh, like I've branched off into like I love making movies I wouldn't want to be anywhere else even when they don't need me because of you know ABC and a being just like I love the hierarchy and I love the this the the this like clean cuts of um movie making you have you know I love the terms the ter terminology like a lot of people might not know this but let's say uh you know I'm an extra let's say you have someone sitting in a, in a chair in the back next to what's called the crafty table, which is all, already a funny term, right? But it's the, in German, it's called the set tisch, the set table, which has your coffee and your tea and your water and uh, some fruits and then sandwiches. You have, you have your food and your snacks, you know? And you can have that all day. What's the only, a big difference though, I have to say, I'll, I'll, let me, okay, I'll finish this story first, but uh, the terminology, you're sitting as an extra next to the crafty table and then let's say they call on a walkie-talkie from where they're shooting down the hall to the PA the production assistant standing next to you with a with a matrix style you know a walkie earplug in their ear with their hands behind their back you know guarding the door uh, they'll say like uh-huh yeah go you know whatever like go for Josh da -na -na, da -na -na. Okay, and then they'll look and say, Jordan, Jordan, they need you. And then you, you know, you stand up, put your whatever. I was going to say put your book down, but in my case, put my Nintendo Switch down or my phone. <laughs> and then, you know, check my costume really quick, tuck in my shirt, whatever, check my, my face, and then start strolling over. Um, and they have a term for when the, uh, this is quote unquote, the talent. I don't consider myself the talent in this one. The talent is like the you know the main cast. But what the, anyway, what they'll say is, whoever's walking to the set from where they were resting, they'll say, X is traveling, and I love that because it's just like sports terminology. You know, it's this idea that it's so efficient that they know that someone is already on foot on the way there. And that's okay. Well, that takes about thirty seconds for them to get to that chair to this spot. So it's like. Like, oh, we're going to need so-and-so for this time. Uh, Josh, we need uh, Jordan. Yeah, go for Josh. Uh, okay, Jordan, they need you. Um, let, me just, let me get up here. Let's see. Uh, Jordan, uh, Jordan's traveling. <laughs> and there's a million things like that. There's a million things like that. Uh, and that's the terminology is just part of the reason 
why I just love making movies. And I missed it. I really missed making movies. And I, I didn't mean to dwell long at all on this very, very tiny little aspect of like insecurity where I occasionally, occasionally feel that I should uh, or that I wasn't used when I really wanted to be or something. That's such a small part of it. And I don't want that to be like the only thing that people take away. Um, because the, the point of even saying that, the point of that is to get to the end statement, my capital statement, which is, no, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Uh, and I really missed making movies. I missed being on set. I missed seeing the, you know, yeah, like the, for just the way it all flows together and then, you know, getting to stand at an angle next to a monitor where you're watching what the camera captures live and you get to watch these actors uh, pull off something magical. I mean, just to to, to be so absorbed into a character that you know someone wrote down on paper and to see it come to life with all the the way all the clothing looks and the atmosphere and everything it's um there's something really really special about it um what was those okay yeah right so back to the crafty table one big difference a huge difference that i noticed between um american sets and german sets at least this one is the German sets have a much healthier crafty table, <laughs> which is no surprise at all. I mean, that's just obvious. So it's mostly, it's the, the only drinks besides coffee and like tea, like ginger water or whatever, is just water. So it's coffee and water, which is cool. I drink a lot of coffee and water. They have, you know, some milk there. Um, and then the food for most of the day, for like 85% of the day, is um, three little trays of handmade sandwiches. So you've got, like your meat sandwiches, you've got some vegetarian, which is just like a cheese sandwich. And then you've got, I, I never really looked at the vegan ones. I can't imagine what's on there. If it's just like a cucumber sandwich with tomatoes on it. I, I don't know. I feel like it's so difficult to be a vegan in Germany or in general, you know, just don't do it. You know, if you don't have to be vegan, if you don't have to, you know, don't do it. I mean, I that's going to get me into some hot water. I I am uh I am in support of eating um like beyond meat or impossible burger. Like if it's a plant-based thing and it tastes like delicious meat, um I will eat it happily. I've tried it. It's great. I'm all in support of that. It's not like I'm saying you have to only eat meat or you're not a man or whatever. Um uh, that's not me. That's not my MO. What I just mean is if you are choosing to be vegan for a statement, um, and you're in, you're in a, that situation where you're looking at three trays of sandwiches and it's like nice handmade, delicious sandwiches, cheesy, and there's meaty and you know, you have some, like some cream cheese on there or whatever, like a nice little, it's just, you know, it's just like a good, like full mouth balance sandwich. And you're like, well, obviously I'm going to go for the vegan one. And it's like bread with a cucumber slice on it. And you're like, D but do you really just want that? Do you uh, Just bring your own snacks. If you're going to be vegan, just bring your own snacks. Anyway, probably going to just uh, lay that there and tuck it in and say goodnight to that uh, topic and just kiss it on the forehead and say, you know, you be you and uh, support you either way and uh, turn off the light and close the door. And here we are moving on. So what I mean is I just love being on set and uh, it's a lot of fun and it's a lot of work too. Um, like I said earlier, there's, uh, you know, of course there's times when they don't 
need you. Um, and But what I like, okay, and this is going to stem into a different story about what happened over the last weekend, but this will come as a surprise to absolutely nobody who knows me. This will come as a surprise to absolutely nobody. I love being called, and this is another film term, I love being considered the talent. Oh, mm. the talent. The talent's traveling. I love that. I really love that. Uh, not just because the terminology is dope. Hey, the talent's here. But uh, also because it of the what the job means. Being the talent. Okay, so this is... Okay, in general, I love doing that because usually what that means is you're the person who shows up not last I wouldn't say that but you show up pretty much like after a lot of things are set up already you have a very uh, focused job to do a very specific very narrow responsibility but everything is kind of relying on it and you show up and you do that one thing and you do it super convincing. You do it as good as anyone has ever seen you. You do it so good that they can't tell the difference between you and this person that you're portraying. And the talent also works for um, other creative singularities, but in this case, just, you know, actors. And then when you're done doing that one thing super good and you did it enough times that the director and the team and everybody has captured it in all the ways that they need to make the edit work and flow, then you're done. And then you leave. And it's not, no one thinks you're lazy. You know, if you're a nice guy and stuff, no one thinks you're, um, no one thinks you're taking advantage. No one thinks that you're being ridiculous. No one thinks that you're being unnecessary. No one thinks that you're being, you know, a dick or whatever for showing up late and leaving early. Like none of those things matter because you showed up when when you were asked to and you did your your singular job and you did it really well and you did it as many times as they needed and then you're done. Then you leave and then the rest of the crew handles the gear and the setup and the equipment and... I've realized so much that I really love being the talent. And this, like I said, I mean, you guys, I know uh, at least Moritz and my mom are laughing like, duh, you know, <laughs> of course uh, I love being the talent. But because um, I'm also a, an attention whore. And obviously that's why I have so many platforms where I <laughs> talk and sing and dance and look at me, everyone, please look at me. Um, but it's so... I love that. And that's going to stem into this other story. So I really felt like the talent over the weekend because, um, so I, uh, have been asked a lot, uh, in the last couple of weeks to, um, perform as part of this, um, sort of, we are the world song. And I, I've talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but I didn't do any follow-ups. Basically, um, I, look, I've never gotten as many phone calls and emails in my entire life about any project, even this 
major <laughs> Hollywood movie that I am working on gets less emails and phone calls than this one weekend project that they wanted me to do. Basically, just as a recap, if anyone hasn't heard the previous episode uh, about that, basically, here I am working on this movie and are, you know, getting prepared to do it, you know, working on the, getting moved into the new house. That's also the balance I mentioned before, moving into the new house, painting, renovating, moving, packing boxes. You know, Ify has her work. Everything is sort of like stacked up. And then I'm, I, I, I get this uh, phone call from a, from a film director here in Munich. And, um, I don't need people to go Googling or anything, but basically he's, he's legitimate. He's a big time director. And he said that he has this vision and what he wanted to do is a, basically a, a Bavaria version, an original version of like influenced by inspired by we are the world. And the only thing they're taking from that is having a lot of recognizable faces from a certain era you know a certain you know in our case it was all from Bavaria or connected to Bavaria but you know just um, recognizable artists in a in a location together singing a song about togetherness and um, he contacted me saying that he found a video he found the YouTube video of my song daily bread that I did with the lost and found choir here in Munich at this church and he's like I just knew that I needed to have you uh, as a part of this and I was like, cool, okay, so what's the situation? He's like, well, I want you to come to this rehearsal that was like on Valentine's Day, um, but that no one seemed to care about at the time. He's like, I want you to come to the studio. We're going to meet people. You're going to sing on this demo. We already have a song composed. And then March 4th, we want everybody to come to this um, location. And we're going to film it. And I told him from the very beginning, look, I'm doing a lot right now. It's a nice idea. Uh, it's paid, you know, it's paid, which is fine. But, um, I was like, I just can't promise you that I can do it because my focus, my, my promise is on the movie. And if the movie needs me and it takes too much time, um, then I can't do this. And, and I didn't sign the contract or anything. He was like, okay. He's like, yeah, but I know, I know your director. So why don't you just call your director and tell him that you're, uh, interested in doing this with me and I'm sure he'll make it work. And I was like, I'm not ever going to do that. Why would I bother my boss <laughs> who has more than enough to think about and bother him with some song that some guy who claims to be his friend uh, wants to do? I don't know how close they are. I'd, I've never met this guy. So, of course, I'm not going to do that, dude. You're crazy. <clears throat> I was like, no, I'm not going to bother him about that. But if it works, it works. And then I, and then just like from that time on until this weekend, I was just bombarded like messages, messages, emails. He, he put us into this huge WhatsApp group. It's like 45 musicians. Everyone still, still texting every day in this group. The emails were coming from his assistant and I just didn't get the best vibe from her. So everything was just like, it wasn't clicking and I was overwhelmed and it was a tough week as it was. So we were approaching the deadline and then I got this one email that sent me over the edge and they were like, all red caps, like all lyrics must be memorized and finalized. Here are the new additions. We expect you by this date, call sheet coming soon, da, da, da. That's another film term. Call sheet basically is like um, a piece of 
paper that says when and where you have to be at a place, what your responsibility is, and how long they think you'll be there. And um, yeah, it was just like this one email just sent me over and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. It's too much. I'm too busy. I don't like this. I feel very forced. I feel like no one's respecting my time. Uh, and then, you know, things just got complicated and things got too stressful. So I told them I didn't want to do it. And they, they really did not accept that answer. Like they just didn't accept that answer. First, I, I called the producer because he had called me. He was like, what time are you going to be there tomorrow? And then I called him back to tell him I, or not tomorrow. It was like three days before. It was like this weekend. Uh, and I, I called him back to tell him that I can't do it. I hadn't sung officially on the track. I hadn't given my official voice yet. And I hadn't acted in anything for them. And I hadn't signed any rights over. So I had every right to tell them no. I didn't owe them anything. I had never met these people in person. You should all know that. I By this time, I had never met these people in person. So I didn't even know, you know, I met them at this. I think I met them at this one rehearsal, but we didn't even talk. It was like, hi, Jordan, come in here in the studio and sing, you know, and then I left. But anyway, I didn't owe them anything. And they just didn't take no. You know, the producer called me back. He's like, hmm, hmm, hmm. That's very, hmm, that's hard. That's really, that's that's pretty difficult for us. And I'm like, difficult for you? I was like, don't you have 45 musicians available? And he's like, yeah, but we don't have anyone who really, like, can sing your part. And I was like, why? No one really had an answer for me on that. I was like, why can't someone else sing that line? It's one line. And when I say one line, it's one line. It's one sentence. We It's one sentence. And I did it in German and in English for them. It's crazy that they, I don't know. That, that, that irks me a bit that they were just like, mm, that's so tough for us. Mm, that makes it so hard for us. We don't know what we can do about that. Instead of just being like, look, Jordan, you know, you didn't sign any contracts. We totally understand. You told us from the beginning you might not be able to. Uh, it's a shame it didn't work out, but maybe next time. I would just have loved if they'd just been a bit more understanding, but they were not at all. Uh, and instead, they just started coming up with like insane solutions to to take to get me to do it, like insane solutions, um, like stuff so over the top that I was like, I could never ex no. Like first off, no. You know, they wanted like, oh god, they wanted. I can't even, it's so ridiculous. But anyway, so they weren't taking those hands. So then the evening, the day that I told them I don't want to do it, I had to get back to work at the film set. You know, then I had to come home. I had a lot of things to do. I didn't, I didn't see a call. They called again. They sent emails again. Uh, the director really, like, it was oddly coincidental. I assumed that the producer had talked to the director the day that I said I can't do it. But apparently he didn't, or he did, I don't know. But the next day, I got this ominous text from the director that was like, hey, Jordan, we're really looking forward to seeing you this weekend. Can't wait. And I was like, wait, what? Looking forward to it? Can't wait. That doesn't sound like somebody who found out that I said no. And so I was on set. Again, don't have time for a call. So I sent, hey, I'm sorry to do this over text, but I assumed that Martin, you know, and, and Claudia, I thought these other people had spoken to you as the producer and the secretary and the, anyway, I was like, but I, uh, some things have come up and I'm too busy and I'm sorry, but you know, as I said, it's, I wasn't sure if I could do it. Now I can't do it. 
And he was like, oh no, that can't be possible. We'll figure out a solution. And I was like, why doesn't anyone just say, oh my God, of course, I understand. You know, like, why doesn't anybody say that? And that really turned me off from the whole thing. You can really, like, it it became about something else for them. It became about some some other promise. I don't know why they needed me so much. They had already had someone else, a friend of mine, sing my line when I eventually showed up. So I'll get to that. So basically, in the end, they made so many bizarre, intense offers to make it work that we boiled everything down to, can you come to the studios for two hours instead of like a day and a half? And I was like, okay, for two hours, yes, I'll make it work. So on the Saturday, I went down there and this was where I felt like the talent because I showed up, everybody else was already there, all the musicians, all the crew, and it was like a huge production, man. I thought it was gonna be like a couple of cameras, something small, something intimate. It was in this enormous choir hall in Bavaria Music Studios where they where they shoot like like the Philharmonic Choir probably performs in there. It was huge. And they brought me into this enormous room with the composer of the song, five camera team. They had like camera assistants. They had production assistants. It was a whole team. Everyone's like with headsets on and masks and it's so walkie talkies. I was like, guys, you're in the same room. It was really crazy. It was really crazy. And they brought me in and they stood me in front of a mic and they said, and this guy comes up. He's like, hi, I'm Peter. I'm going to be your engineer. Uh, your part comes in two bars. Is that all right? We're going to get started now. And I was like, what? And then all of a sudden it's like, and all of a sudden I just had to start. And I had forgotten the text. I was looking at my phone. I had cameras like up against my cheek. I had cameras between my legs. It was like a whole crazy, super close, super intense thing. And I just showed up to sing my part. But they they were like, we're going to film this. We're going to film this. So imagine you just walk into a room. You're shoved in front of a mic. You sing in front of an entire film crew of like 25 people that aren't even the musicians. First thing at like 930 in the morning. Um, so I'm not really warmed up or anything, but I do it and the director's happy. And then they bring the whole choir in. And so the, what I, the part I forgot to mention was that when I was singing my part, um, there was a voice that sang my line and they just let it play in my ear. They had me sing on top of this other voice that was singing my line. And I thought this was some voice from the first demo before they assigned it to me. And my first thought was like, well, why didn't they just keep this? It sounds nice. It was like some German guy. And then I found out when we did the choir portion that it's the same voice that comes after my line. And it's my friend, Stephen, who I didn't remember what he sounds like when he sings. I hadn't seen him in a long time. And he was there. And I was like, whoa, Stephen. Is that your voice singing that line that was supposed to be mine? He's like, yeah, yeah, they had brought me in to replace you because you you tried to quit. I was like, dude, why didn't they keep you? I was so like frustrated. Why would they bring me in to be like, they're tiganoons or whatever garbage? Like I I sang so bad and so weak compared to, like, and then his voice is next like, like super intense and deep. And I was like, they should have just let this guy do it. And, and, I, and I'm in a choir, by the way, of like 50 people. And there's an additional children's choir 
So this room is full of singers that could have definitely sang my line. It's crazy. It's crazy. Anyway, they brought this choir in and they were like, all right, everybody, we're going to do the wide shots here. Everyone just, um, the wide shots being like, you know, when you show everybody in frame. And like, why doesn't everybody just act like you're all best friends and your family and you've known each other for years and that you, you, this is like, you love each other and, you know, we're singing for a cause. And then some people applauded. I was like, he's just directing us. (laughs) That's just what he does. They're like, yeah. And then so whenever anyone sang a solo line, you had everybody in the room, like looking and smiling at them and nodding along and giving a thumbs up and like cheering and clapping and everyone like, you know, there's like a rap section in the song. And these two people rap uh, a couple of verses that they share, and all these <laughs> all these people in the room <laughs> are like, "Yo, like, yeah, dog," you know, just trying to like get like, mm, sick," you know. It's just like you've never listened to rap in your whole life. What are you doing? Just nod your head or just smile, but don't be like, "Yo, yo, yo, cool section, homie." It, that was so embarrassing. I thought, "Oh my god, I hope they don't." see these other people on camera and then they were like they put this microphone like this the director grabbed a microphone so the whole room could hear him and he's like all right everybody well like unfortunately uh jordan will have to leave us early today uh so we're just gonna start off with capturing his close-ups and then 50 people turned to me and they're like huh like you're leaving early and i was like i have other things to do and then they made me do my part singing along on this unplugged microphone amongst the choir with everybody in the room like turning their heads and looking at me while I fake sing. And they're like, yeah, man, like mm, you do it. And then he would be like, sing more from the heart, Jordan. Can you sing with a bit more energy? And I was like, uh-huh. And then I was like, dum, 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 dum. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, Jordan, yeah. And then patting me on the back like I just did surgery. It's so crazy. And then my part was over. And then the funny thing was, the last thing, uh, I was, <laughs> I shouldn't probably tell this part, but <laughs> this guy next to me was like, so where are you from? Like, you're American, right? I was like, yeah, but I live here in Munich. He's like, oh, okay. I was wondering how they connected you to this because it's like a Bavaria project. I was like, oh yeah, well, I, I live here. So I guess that's why. He's like, because I'm from Berlin. I came down for this. I was like, you live in Berlin? Why would they bring you down here? That's weird. He goes, oh, because I'm Jewish. I think I'm the only like Jew from Bavaria that they know. I was like, oh, <laughs> they should put you in the front row. And then he laughed really hard. <laughs> it's like that's why they want me I'm the only Jew they got around here <laughs> oh man it's so funny Them, I shouldn't I shouldn't get into it too much but anyway it's not as diverse as you know not as diverse as they would like it to me anyway um and then I was I was leaving and they're like alright that's a wrap for Jordan thanks for being here they stretched it out to like two hours 40 minutes or something which is fine it was you know, two hours, 30 minutes. It's okay. And then I was, uh, rushing out the door. And as I was leaving, they announced again on the mic, like, well, that's a wrap for Jordan. Thank you for joining us today. And then everybody applauded. They were like, yeah, Jordan. All right. Woo. See you next time, man. All right. So cool. And it was so weird to be applauded, to be leaving early while they had to stay and, and take a whole Saturday. I texted my friend Steven later. I was like, Hey man, 
Um, it was so good to see you. Your voice is awesome. How long did you guys end up shooting there? And he was like, oh, they had us here till like after six. I was like, oh my God, your Saturday was like 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. shooting this choir. No wonder they, you know, no wonder they, I don't, I, I, for me, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, so I did do it in the end. It is done. I have no idea when it will be finished. I have no idea where where they will release it. Um, I triple checked my contract to see if there were any um, legal like obligations for me to, you know, share it on my social media a certain amount of times or in a certain in a certain way. But there were none. It was just I had to sign over the rights for them to use my face and my voice and stuff, which is normal. But um, I'm very curious about that project. And I, you know, hats off to the director, Hans. He's, you know, he's passionate about this and he believes in it. And, you know, his heart is in a good place. He wants to send a message of like, you know, screw the alt-right heavy conservative types who, uh, you know, are against, you know, diversity or, you know, they're, uh, what's it called? Like, um, biased against, what is I'm thinking there's a word I'm missing, but when people are just very, you know, like, you know, basically this is like anti the closed minded, um, you know, people who are like the AFDs, you know, the, the alternative for Deutschland types who are like, yeah, neo-Nazis. Woo. Um, this is kind of like, no, 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 that's not good. Stop that. <laughs> I should, I should, <laughs> that should be the intro to the video. This song is like, you know, like neo-Nazis are like, woohoo, white people. Well, this song is like, <laughs> no, 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 dude, not cool, <laughs> and uh, I'm very curious how that's going to turn out, but I'll talk about it, I'll, I'll probably put a link in the description for the show when it comes out, I'm sure I'm going to, when I watch it, I'll probably do a whole episode about it, <laughs> and then uh, put a link in the description for it, but yeah, and so we're doing all this balance, we're doing all this movie stuff, and then, yeah, my Saturday morning, at least it was just two and a half hours, gets taken up by that, but uh like I said, you know, it was paid. It was for a good cause. Do I wish that in the early stages of me canceling, they would have just been more understanding? Sure, I do. But it's over now and everything will be fine. So it is what it is. Um, very curious about that. And the people were nice. I mean, I do wish that this WhatsApp group would maybe just chill out because they posted like 7,000 photos of them from that day. Uh, all together, like cheering. And I was like, well, at least they made friends, you know? And uh, yeah, anyway. And the funny thing was, I didn't recognize anybody else. I, like, it's supposed to be all these people from Bavaria that, you know, are diverse. I mean, I'm American. That's, I guess that's my diversity. But like, all these people who are from different places who, you know, have some sort of notoriety. But I didn't, like, I knew Steven. Steven's a cool local musician. Um, but, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know anybody else. I think there was supposed to be like a couple of actresses in it who have some notoriety in Germany, but I just, I didn't see them or I don't know. I didn't meet, maybe I didn't meet them. I don't know. I don't think everybody was there on Saturday because they shot again. They shot more on Sunday, which is wild to me that they needed that much, but it's just, you know, I guess I would want to get the best. Uh, I want to stop um, dogging it now. It's fine. I, I have my piece. It's over. I'm not needed anymore, so it's all good. But anyway, 
mostly I just, I love working on this movie. And yesterday was the most needed I have ever been since I started. And I loved it. I loved it. I, um, so I, you know, for those who know, I have two positions. I have what's called like an off speaker, which is, uh, speaking to, um, speaking to the actors who are being recorded via walkie talkie, for example, um, pretending to be someone who's on the phone call with them or on an actual walkie talkie with them, which is a lot of the movie. And then later in post-production, they will replace what I say with the real, uh, actors who were casted to be in those roles. So it's a lot of interacting with the actors, but just, you know, unfortunately, you know, off camera to the side, usually in a separated room, um, so I don't always get to watch them interact with me. A couple of times I got to be in the room with the actors, uh, which was fun, but you still kind of have to abide by, you know, a lot of precautionary things that like, well, make sure you're not like in their eye line and make sure that they don't, they're not distracted by you and you have to sit in this corner and then you can't be in the way of the sound people and all this stuff. So it's, maybe even more comfortable to not be in the room because when you're in the room, you have to kind of like ball yourself, like, you know, cur- curl yourself into a ball in the corner and like hope that no one gets distracted by you. Or that was the impression I got, but whatever. Anyway, I love it. And I can't wait until it comes out. And when there's approval to talk more about it, because there are so many you know, I, I really, I'm, I dig this cast a lot. I'm so proud of my friend Moritz for everything that he's done. Um, and we're going to, you know, I think, and this is sort of like an open invitation to you, Moritz. I know you're listening. I would love to interview you. This is an open, this is an official artsy, fartsy, immigrants, official, 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 an artsy, fartsy, immigrants, official invitation to you, my friend Moritz, to interview. I've had you on the show briefly before, but I'd love to have you back on as an, as a proper interview when this movie is, um, coming out, uh, or when it's all said and done and when we can finally talk about all the details, because, um, I'm so, you know, this, it's the greatest thing to be on this set and to be able to do this work, which I love doing with, with people that I admire meeting new crew that are so kind and all of it being based around my good friend's screenplay. It's so incredible. Um, he's so adaptable to the small little changes that, you know, the actors might suggest here or there and flexible with making things work. And he's so knowledgeable about the research about the real people and what really happened and the, the how things worked in the time that he can stand his ground when things uh, move too far away, that something ha- some things have to stay, you know, in line. And he's he's so good about knowing where these where the lines should be drawn and so good how he talks uh, with the director and with the actors. And, you know, it's just um, it's amazing. So, Moritz, I'd love to have you on if you want to uh, to talk about the movie when we can in detail. Um, and just, uh, just a big congratulations to you again for, um, having this opportunity. I know you're excited and I'm excited for you and I can't wait for this to, 
I can't wait for the moment where we can all talk about it a bit more openly. And uh, and I, I'm full of gratitude. I'm full of gratitude uh, to this man because of his assistance in getting me this job. You know, it's just so, every minute there is so exciting. Even, you know, even the slow parts, like I said in the beginning, would I want to be anywhere else? No, I just really wouldn't. I love doing it. Um, and I wanted to round off the movie topic with um, with yesterday, which was the busiest day. Um, like I, I think I was explaining like the two, one is off speaking off camera and then the other one is being an extra. So just someone on camera with, with no lines. And yesterday I got to do both of those things. And one particular um, moment was a lot more of me on camera than what had been up to that point, which was just so exciting. You know, I, <laughs> I've made friends with uh, a, a woman at this set who her job title is called second AD, second assistant director. And she's so helpful about take like when she can throwing me on camera. And she knows that I, that's all I want to, she knows that's all I really want to do. Like I really want to, I'm like, <laughs> one time she was like, uh, Jordan, we have an opportunity tomorrow morning for you, for you to be an extra in the hallway. Uh, but you'd have to come to work a little earlier. Would you want to do that? And I, I looked her in the eyes and I said, I am a whore. I was like, <laughs> I was like, of course I want to do that. Of course I want to. Are you kidding me? Of course. I was like, yes, of course. Tell me when and where. I will be there. She's like, all right. I like that spirit. I like that. I like that. What's it? Gusto. I like that gump. Well, no. What's it called? I Anyway. Spunk. I like that spunk, kid. Um, And she knows that. So, you know, whenever there's an opportunity, she's like, right, you want to keep your you know, you can keep your costume on for a little longer. There might be a chance at this later scene for you to be in this part and be like, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Definitely. I'm here. And she's great. She's super helpful. Like if, if I'm, you know, really, 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 really far in the background, um, then she's kind of good about, you know, she'll guide me like, like take, take two steps back. And then maybe like, you know, more of my silhouette is in the frame or something, you know, just anything to like help get more involved. And, uh, She's super cool. I love that. And I really um, can't wait to uh, to watch it. Yeah, I think that's, I think I have to be careful now. I think I'm going to stop there because if I'm not careful, I'm going to end up um, talking about stuff probably that I'm um, not supposed to. And so I want to leave it there. I just want to say, Moritz, I'm proud of you. I want to talk about the movie on the show when you, uh, if you want to, when we can. And that I'm just very grateful and um I wanted to talk about it a bit on here so that my mom can also hear uh, where, where I'm standing with all of this and how exciting it is so that they they also know that it was worth it to move this whole vacation back four weeks. Um, and it's great. And then, yeah, outside of that, you know, the, 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 the song thing is finished for me. Um, there's uh, the rest of this week and one more whole week as far as I know. I think that's, or maybe there's another week after that. I think this is the second week of the movie. I think there's four weeks until we leave. And I don't know how many, I think there's 15 or 16 days in those 20 days that they might need me. And I am game every day. I can't wait to be there. I can't wait to get into costume. I can't wait to do my off speaking. I love getting my scripts in the morning. I love having that fresh coffee. I love seeing the crew. And it just 
fills me with excitement of like, maybe there's a chance to keep doing things like this. Now, I know there aren't a lot of American productions going on in Germany. Of course not. But I'm getting to a place now where I know enough filmmakers where maybe I can be an extra. You know, I'm not asking for much. I mean, I would slaughter an innocent lamb on camera just to be (laughs) someone with a speaking line. But if I can be an extra and just be a part of this and like be in costume and see the crew and be a part of the magic, um, I really hope that more opportunities like that come. I really like it. And you know, I want to do, I want to just, I want to Timberlake this country. You know what I mean? I want to be a great musician. People want to go see. I also want to be funny and be interviewed and and make the crowd go like, oh, but this guy, he's such a nice guy. And then I also want to go do, uh, you know, social network and be like, oh man, he can act too. I want to do the whole trifecta. That's my goal. I want to Timberlake people. That's, that's a good, yeah, I want to do that. So, um, you know, we're starting. I had a little, little acting yesterday. And I uh, got some records out, and now I just got to learn some jokes. Now I just got to be funny. Um, but that's great. And on top of that, we're moving into the new house. Uh, half of our apartment is in boxes right now. I'm surrounded in boxes. And um, everything's gutted and cleaned out, and the everything's either in boxes or in the trash or, you know, isolated on a desk so that I can use it to uh, <laughs> to do this podcast. And... Yeah, it's a busy time. And then March 26th, we leave for New Orleans and my mom is going to join us on the next day straight to the Airbnb. It's going to be a great downtime. It's going to be so chill. And I'm going to wrap things up with one little detail here. Um, speaking of timberlaking people, um, for those who don't know, I'm really proud of this, but recently um, I crossed over 100,000 followers on Instagram, which is pretty crazy. Um, (laughs) I really didn't, I don't know, I really didn't expect it to get that far, but I'm really glad that it did, and I feel like it's earned, and I did it organically, and I did it just being myself and doing things that I think are funny. And uh, 100,000 people, uh, which is really crazy. And so what I would like to do, what I'm seeing myself move into is sort of taking advantage of that. And what I want to do is find a way to create sort of a self-brand for myself that combines musical talent with this German humor. And... So I did some poll taking on Instagram. You can set up a poll where your followers can vote. And what I'm trying to imagine is if I, let's say we're back from uh, America in May. If I thought about booking a concert like, I don't know, July or maybe in the fall, maybe in the fall when everyone's back from summer vacation, like maybe in October or something. If I booked a, a, a big show, uh, at a club here in Munich. I'm what I'm going to start doing is layering out how that show will look. And I think it's going to be something very different from the shows that people know me for, which is just a, a straightforward musical concert with some talking in between. I think I'm going to start creating 
a like a multi-layered sort of multimedia entertainment experience. I want to incorporate like a projector with video clips. I want to incorporate lights. I want to incorporate maybe some stand-up, um, which I have to hone in and I want to make it all really tight. I have to practice it. I want to incorporate storytelling. I want to incorporate doing some things in German about Germany, incorporating some of this humor, some of the, you know, the series that have grown so popular, like How to Germ or German Speaking English um, or My Favorite Expressions. So I have to find a way, I want to build a way to, to incorporate all and lace all these things together so that when people go, they are laughing, but then they're emotionally connected to something and then they're, you know, then they're dancing, then they're shocked by something, they're drawn. I want it to be like so constantly flowing and ebbing and moving that it's like a big theater production that they they leave with having every single one of their buttons pressed. Like, I, oh, dude, that when he told that story about that, I you know I almost cried. And then, oh, when that happened, that was so funny, dude. And then he came into the crowd and then, oh, that clip with the thing. How did he even, you know, and then, oh, that song was so good, man. Is that on Spotify? Let's pull it up. You know, I want it to be like a big multimedia entertainment program. Um, the whole thing being like about an hour, hour 15, maybe an hour and a half with any encores, like just a big, perfect 90-minute show. Um, and then grow that into, you know, see how that works, see how people respond to it, maybe try and grow that into some merchandising. I already have some ideas for merchandising that connects to this German humor and then maybe talk, I want to talk to some people that know more about growing a brand and growing sort of a business through, uh, you know, their own name on social media and through live performances. And I really want to try and like make a business based on what I, what I'm doing and see if I can build that into an opportunity to make money and to entertain people and to do live shows and to maybe put that into, you know, being on camera more and get some attention and travel and um, I really have this big dream coming, this big business model brewing and a long-term goal in mind. And I want to see where that takes us. And, I'll, and the good thing is I'm going to keep Artsy Fartsy going throughout all of that. So you guys can be there for the whole journey of either when I reach for the skies and flop down on my face or when I shoot for the stars and land on the moon. So let's see. Let's see. I'm very excited about that. All right, guys, I got to wrap it up here. Thank you so much for being here today. If you had fun, if you enjoyed it at all, please go over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this show. Give us a rating or a review or a comment or something or just share it with your friends. Uh, all of our social media is in the show description. You have our Instagram, our YouTube, our TikTok. Um, go follow us on there or just tell a friend. Just just whisper to a buddy, hey, there's this podcast, Artsy Fartsy Immigrants, this Jordan guy, he's so funny or... You know, whatever lie you want to tell, you know, he, oh, they say you gain, uh, they say that you gain 10 pounds on camera. Oh, uh, maybe there's like 10 cameras on him. Uh, <laughs> what am I doing? Anyway, if you like the show, please share it or talk about it somehow. It helps the algorithm a lot. It helps new listeners find the show. Um, I, you know, it's, it's funny how small and niche and compacted this audience is. Um, I mean, maybe I need to try and share it. it. No, I'm just saying like it compared to this crazy following on my personal channel, maybe I can try and do some more blending there. But, 
Um, I love you guys, and I really appreciate this a lot, and I look forward to taking you more on this journey. Moritz, I look forward to getting you on an interview maybe next year or whenever we're allowed to talk about everything. And, uh, yeah, have a wonderful week, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening. Bye-bye. Look out, baby, the saints are coming through. Artsy Farsi Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Batscheider, produziert für M94.5.